Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip, because today we're going to be breaking it down. We're going to be talking about some wisdoms on how to find your own pathway to success, and not only your pathway to success, to breakout success. We'll be looking at what it takes, how to avoid pitfalls, and some wisdoms on what you can personally do to ensure that you can maintain the success once you've gotten it. So join me on the flip as we talk about capturing breakout success. All right, let's go on and get into it. Now, breakout success. As we are defining breakout success, it is where momentum, opportunity, and your uh, professionalism has, has have met to make it where you are able to accomplish and supersede the goals or the desires that you wanted to have. And so we're going to be talking about how to capture that. And by doing that, I just want to say this. For different people, breakout success means different things. Uh, My breakout success is not going to be what yours is because I'll just go on and say, for me, breakout success has nothing to do with uh, public exposure. It has everything to do with the benchmarks and the things that I have said that I want for me to feel like I have that success. And breakout success is going to be that that success that supersedes, that overflows, overgrows uh, trickles of success. And so it's not guaranteed that we have it, but there are ways that wisdom wants us to look at uh, cultivating it, (laughs) excuse me, cultivating it and capturing it. So let's get into that. So the first thing I'm going to say with, if you're wanting to have breakout success, however you choose to define it, the best uh, way to stack the odds in your favor is to focus on that one thing. And I will say that has been so hard for me over the years. I have been that person like a, a, a hummingbird all over the place. Squirrel, squirrel, squirrel moments. And it has taken me a long time to get to the point where I was able to whittle down and make the choice to focus on that one common thing about me. Now, the one thing that you focus on does not necessarily have to be just one thing. It can be that one thing that you do that touches different areas in your life. For instance, I'm a storyteller. I teach through what I share through story or through speech. And so for me, having a daily podcast and being a um, a writer and a, a 
professional coach teacher, they all fit in because that one thing that I'm I'm always determined to be my best at at any time is how to edutain, entertain and educate or inspire someone to do that for themselves. And so it permeates all those different areas. And when I decided to start doing that and not try to be this person or that person or get uh, confused, and I, I wish I could say it was recent. I mean, I mean, it was a long time ago, but it was recent and not try to do all the things that I might feel like I'm missing out on or being stupid not to try. That is when I have started to see the momentum increase and the things that I have been wanting for a while to start showing the beginnings of them coming into fruition. So focusing on that one thing about you and understanding it well enough so that you can expand it in different ways, but you never take uh, take it out of context or take it or not take it out of context, but uh, where you dilute it by trying to do a whole bunch of different things. And so Whenever you divide your attention from that one thing you're good at, you do lower your ability to have this breakout success. Because breakout success is kind of like when we were talking about priming the pump of a well and you have to do all of this pumping and nothing is coming out of the spigot. And you keep pumping, your arms get tired. You're like, is this thing working? Only to realize that if you just keep going, you'll build up enough pressure for that water to defy gravity and come up that pipe and come out in full force. But it takes time. And even though that seems like such an obvious concept, when it's in application in our lives, it can that, that knowledge behind it can be invisible. And we can sometimes tell ourselves the craziest narratives like, oh, this must not be for me. I'm just not good enough or whatever. And we don't know. All of the, the, the miles of pipe and obstacles that our water has to travel through to get to us. So you have to keep going. And so with that, that's the next thing I want to say. You do yourself a huge disservice when you don't start to look behind the curtain to see what has to happen and figure out all the moving parts of what needs to happen for you to get the breakout success that you desire. I have been guilty of this in that I have had this, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm, I'm downing myself because I'm not. But when I think about all the naivete that I used in my life and how I did not just take the time to learn what needs to really happen for you to have sustainability, I'm amazed I'm here. <laughs> and so looking at how to figure out the path to your personal breakout success is one of the biggest wisdom smacks. And so, y'all, this is going to be one of the big ones. We're going to talk about another one, pitfalls, but we're going to talk about this one real quick. So when you want to have this breakout success, the best thing to do is to figure out your pathway. Figure out all of the foundations, the fundamentals, all of the obstacles, all of the things that you might be weak in that you're supposed to be strong in. Figure out the personal curriculum that you need to have to educate yourself and then figure out the personal apprenticeship you need to put yourself through so that you'll have what it takes to have the breakout success that you want. I am always amazed when I see the statement, be careful what you wish for, you might just get it in action in our lives because it's real painful. I have seen 
people who have wished for a, a lot of success only for it to come back and destroy them to the point where they're like, stop, 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 turn it off, stop. And that's a real thing. And I know you're probably like, no, that's not true. Yes, it can be very true. Because if you're not ready, if you don't understand your path, if you don't have the necessary skills and requirements and fortitude and all those other things that it takes, then that success will kill you. It will turn you to dust. It will grind you up and spit you out. And so in order to start doing this path, set up a breakout success hypothesis. And a hypothesis is simply an if-then statement. If this happens, then that happens. And start to investigate it as much as possible. Now, if that's too much and you're like, well, I don't know what my breakout success uh, looks like, start looking at what you find fascinating, what you tend to give your time to that you don't get paid for and you don't even worry about it. And everybody has areas where that's what they do. And by starting where this where this fascination is, figure out if it's a curiosity or if it is a, a calling. Because a curiosity is where you just want to learn about it. But a calling is where the curiosity keeps growing to the point where you start becoming well-versed in it and you become an aficionado at it. And by starting to go on this path of figuring out your fascinations and following the pathway to the curiosity or the calling, you get to understand the path that you must go to get what you must have. One of the things that has always baffled me is when people want to do naughty things or dastardly deeds, it is amazing that they they have breakout success and they instinctively understand that they have to figure out their path. I look at folks in hindsight who have done horrible things and they usually have some type of manifesto and they have a whole bunch of planning. And I'm like, if you could take that much time to plan to do something like that, when you couldn't do what it was that you were supposed to do in regular life to play nice with everybody else, how? How are you able to do this? How are you instinctively able to do this? And as best I can come up with right now is that they have a strong enough reason why, meaning they, they're driven by the I'll show you kind of thing, the, the need to prove themselves, to exact revenge, to get even, whatever that might be. But it's a very powerful drive that helps them instinctively understand what it takes to get what they want. No matter how long they've got to plan, no matter how long they got to be quiet, no matter how long they got to move silently and in the dark, they're willing to figure out the pathway to get them to this breakout success. And We need to be more like that, not with the dastardly deeds, but with finding whatever spark of emotion it takes to get us to where we will not be deterred. We will not give up. We will not stop. We will continue to have forward momentum in the things that we want for our breakout success. And so the next thing is, is to, when you're working on your pathway, Take it slowly one at a time, just like focusing on the one thing, focus on one thing at a time, because if you're able to, you know, try your your idea out as a hypothesis, you want to know what's working and what's not working. So set up an experiment to find out the key thing that you need to do to have 
to possess, to be, to get your specific path to breakout success working. And in order to find that key result, that means that you're going to, first of all, need to establish your baseline. Start out with the minimal. I have been so guilty of trying to do it all at one time. I get excited and then I go and get all the books and all of this and all of that. And I don't make any kind of forward movement because I'm trying to know it all before I make the first move. And so instead, I've had to go back and say, I need only what I need to make the first move. And I'll do that and see what I need to tweak, what I need to work. And what we call that is, is we call that establishing the baseline. This is what you do at the minimum of activity to produce some type of results. I'm going to say that again. So when you're on your path of uh, figuring out your personal way to get to your breakout success. I've given you two things. You could either set up an hypothesis, an if-then statement. If I do this, then I'll have that and then trying it out. Or you can start figuring out what your fascination is and follow the thread through to see if this is your path. And once you get there, whether it be by hypothesis or figuring out your fascination, you're going to treat what you do as an experiment. By setting up an activity to find the key result that you need to do to continue on your path to success. And in order to do that, you're going to start with a baseline. And this baseline is the activities that you use with minimum effort or activity that will produce results. Do not clutter it by trying to do the most. Don't go out and buy all of the the accoutrement that come with a certain activity. If, for instance, you want your breakout success to be uh, knitting, don't go out and buy all of the yarns and the stuff that you are not going to even be able to use for years because you're not skilled enough. Don't go and buy 50 billion books and and say, oh, after I read all these 50 billion books, then I'm going to know exactly how to start. No, that's you trying to not go through the process and just land on on the golden X meets the spot. You've got to go through it. And so set your best, your baseline, do the minimal that produces results. If you, what you're doing on the minimum doesn't produce any uh, results, keep working, keep moving, keep changing to do one thing at a time until you start seeing some forward movement. That is going to be your key baseline result. And then only then add one variable at a time, because if you keep adding a whole bunch of stuff to it, that'll mess up your results. And you will think that, oh, this isn't for me. And you won't be even able to get a good understanding if you wanted to try to analyze your results. So establish your baseline. Don't muddy it up with a lot of variables. Add in one thing at a time. Give each thing enough time for you to be able to see if it works or not. And then once you get to a point where you can see that you've got a well-honed machine that works together, Give it time to take off. Don't fix it if it's not broken and if it's not at capacity. And this is tricky because understanding what's at capacity is hard. Most of the time, you're not going to know if you're over capacity until you have broken it. But if you move slower and you add in a little bit at a time, you'll be better able to hit capacity without going over. I always think about how my grandmother taught me how to make a cake and the reason why you add in one egg at a time followed by your milk. One egg at a time followed by your milk. 
And then, you know, your flour, a little bit at a time, inter- interchanging it between the dry and the wet ingredients. And what she talked about is she talked about needing to uh, consider unknown variables that you can't control, like the humidity in your home at that particular time. The humidity when you bake a cake in January is different from the humidity when you bake a cake in July. And so give your time for each one of these variables to work through so that you can see, should I stop right here or should I add a little bit more? And that's how you'll be able to find your sweet spot. So the next thing is, is to be on the lookout for uh, places, uh, excuse me, not on for places, be on the lookout for that one thing that if you had to start from a cold start, that would be the most important thing that you would need to do. This is kind of like a hindsight uh, education of now that you've got your process working, you look back and you see what is the primary driver. And then you'll be able to understand what are the complements to that so that you'll be very well aware of how to tweak and how to continue increasing what you do to continue producing your breakout success without breaking the entire process. So the next thing is, is figure out what is your unique, and I I don't want to say shtick, but what is your unique position in how you approach You know, figure out what is your framework or your philosophy for what you do, how you do it. And the reason why you want to figure this out is because if you understand your, some people call it a mission statement, some people call it a manifesto, some people call it a what we believe or what I believe statement, some people even call it their power statement. You use this as a a pin in your North Star so that you don't get outside of your constellation. You don't get uh, thrown off what is working for you by getting waylaid or or starstruck by what someone else is doing. There have been many times I was doing just fine and I fooled around and went to somebody's conference or heard somebody talk real good and messed up my process and didn't realize that I didn't understand what my unique positioning was, and thus I was willing to give it up because I thought it it wasn't, you know, I, I didn't have value for it. And thus I ended up messing up things. So I'm trying to hopefully give you some shortcuts. Remember we talked about that the other day, the shortcut skill, give you some shortcuts so that you don't run into these problems and undo all the good work that you've done because it takes a long time. I don't know why <laughs> it always happens, but it takes a long time to restart when, once you've stopped uh, priming the pump. It's like that gravity just sucks that water back down to that baseline way down below. When when the As soon as you stop commanding and pulling it, and it takes so much longer because you, you're doubling your efforts. And so being able to understand how your process is made. What are your primary things? that If you do these, you're going to get success. And then all this other stuff, this is just icing on the top. This is just tweaking. If I can't get this, I'll still achieve what I need to, to have my success. That right there, that is wisdom that I wish I had many, many years ago. But now that I have it, 
I am more contained, more patient, and more willing to go through the grinding and sometimes the drudgery of what I do, understanding this about my one thing that makes me good, understanding my process enough to know my primary drivers of what I got to keep up and all of the other stuff that are the icing on the top, you know, that nice to have kind of stuff. And then get to the place where you understand your relationship with patience in your process. And this involves understanding how to pace yourself. Pacing and breakout success go hand in hand. And I'll just go on to tell you, you probably figured it out by now, but breakout success is never overnight. That's why I did not include overnight success because that's not what this is about. And nine times out of 10 or 99 times out of 100, when you talk with someone who appears to have had breakout success, they will tell you, no, 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 no. I've been working on this for 10 years, 20 years, 15 years, whatever. And they will tell you, I've been paying my dues. You just didn't know about me until now. And the reason why they have sustainable success is because they have been doing all that stuff that we've just talked about. They've been learning their path. They've been learning the prerequisites of what it takes to keep what you get and to maintain it and grow it. Because that's the next part about capturing breakout success. You must understand the different phases. It's one thing you do to get the breakout success. It's another thing you do to maintain it. And it's another thing you do to advance it or scale it up even more. You are three different people, entities, whatever you want to call it, at those different stages. One of the hardest things that people find, and I'm going to pick one that's very popular, breakout success when you've had a noticeable weight loss. And people praise you and you're happy about it and you try to do everything you can. And it's really not your fault. But the average person has a, they they go back because with the weight loss, sometimes people tend to get on diets instead of eating plans for the rest of their life. And they don't understand that these principles that we're talking about right here apply to weight loss. And weight loss, once you've lost weight, you have to be patient with yourself Uh And it's best to do it slowly so that you give your body time to adjust to the new weights that you're posting. Because just as we said, with finding your personal path and understanding and paying your dues and finding the requisites, figuring out what are the obstacles that get in the way of you running your path, most people who are successful in keeping off, off massive weight loss understand that there's a homostasis. It is for our protection, but when it comes to weight loss, it can be our biggest enemy because it messes with your uh, hormonal levels for starvation and food because you are out of order. You, you're not maintaining what is known in your body. And so homostasis does everything it can to control uh, the impetus of your body to make you eat and get back to the weight that was known. But if you, and that's why if you lose it too fast, it's it's hard for you to get to that maintenance level. Whereas if you pace yourself, it makes it a little easier. I'm not gonna say it's totally easy, but it makes it a little easier because you're giving your body time to plateau, to make sure that your homostasis 
and your uh, baseline levels adjust accordingly so that you can get resets. And so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this is starting to help you to understand in context of what it takes to capture breakout success. Not only do you have to achieve it, but you have to be ready to maintain it and then grow it. And so let me talk about another aha wisdom smack about breakout success. And that is there are pitfalls. And these pitfalls involve sudden attention and accolades from people now that they can see your success. And you have to be aware of this because these uh, this attention and accolades can trick you into chasing more of that status to the point where you're so far away from doing that one thing, that key factor that gets you the breakout success, that you lose it all. And when people get breakout success, everybody loves a hero. Everybody loves a, a, a success story. I've, I've talked about that the other day. Success stories are shortcuts. People want to be able to figure out how you did it without having to go through all of the pain that you went through. And so people cheer heroes and, and successful folk and they cheer them. And you have to get a baseline tethered to where you're not swayed by this attention and these accolades because you're not going to be tricked into chasing the status and the symbols and the external affirmations that can come. Oh, you're the greatest. You did this. You do that. Because if you are swayed by these external affirmations and these the status chasing and the symbols, if and when you don't post the results that you're used to posting, it'll be devastating because you will have become a puppet on a string working for people's approval and you won't know how to go back and do what you need to without worrying about what people think of you as you have to go back and sure yourself up. You know, this is life and life has its ups and downs and sometimes you do well and sometimes you don't. And only those who understand that breakout success takes time and you must pace yourself. You must uh, remain true to what it is that puts you on your path so that you don't get waylaid by this. And then another pitfall, I've talked about it. Mark Cuban has been famous for when people ask him, you know, as a maverick, uh, does he worry about having a target on his back? And he's famous for saying that he just wears a vest, you know, a protective vest. And I, I, I think that's brilliant because he acknowledges and is aware of the fact that, yes, I do have a target on my back. I'm aware of it. So I'm just going to put on a vest, but I'm going to keep going. But understand this, that when you have breakout success, you're going to get the attention and the accolades. You're also going to become a target and people are going to put you on pedestals and you will become a clear target on that pedestal. So be prepared. Please be prepared. Do not uh, fall into believing that because you've arrived means everybody is happy for you. Even in the Bible, one day they were saying Hosanna in the highest and the next they were saying crucify him. So understand human nature, not others, yours as well. We are fickle beings and we have short attention spans and we love what is new, but we also are always looking for what is next. So do not get duped by falling for 
being the flavor of the month of the day and uh, being upset and not able to produce anymore after you're no longer the flavor of the day. What I love, there's this book called um, The Perennial Bestseller. It's a book for authors by Ryan Holiday. What I love about this book is he shows a lot of long existing companies. And these long existing companies have something about them. And that is, they do not try to fight it and duke it out in social media to be the flavor of the day. They are not concerned with being in the spotlight. More so, they are concerned with building long-term relationships based on quality, good customer experience, and the promise that they're going to be around. And that grabbed me because I used to be an attention whore because I didn't know any better. I thought that's how you got breakout success. And when I finally learned it, and this book was kind of like a uh, exclamation point on what I had to learn. And I learned that you do a lot by not being the showy person, but by putting, you know, standing flat footed and being able to produce and to deliver when it comes down to it. You will become that person who is whispered around as the person when you really want something done or whatever it is you're going for, that your reputation will supersede you and it will be a great reputation. Okay. And so that comes back to knowing yourself, having that pacing. And I'll also say this, practicing a living. And I'll say it. Most people say beneath your means. I will say a living beneath your social exposure. Practice living beneath your social exposure so that you let your work speak for itself. When it's time to let people know you have a new offering, great, go for it. But even celebrities know when they're burning too hot. They'll know I've I've been in too many cycles. I need to pull back so that they can miss me. Another book is uh, hum- a law, uh, Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene, where he talks about, about this. He touches a little bit on it on, in his 48 Laws of Power, but in his Laws of Human Nature, he talks a lot about understanding overexposure and how to pull back so that you can have a long-term career in power or, or success or whatever it is, because you must understand the nature of how we choose, we pick, how we are stole and we put down and understanding the cycle that people do. We love to build only to tear down. And if you are building too fast, you will get torn down and you may not be able to come from come back from it. But if you take your time, even if they try to tear you down, your foundations and your fundamentals are so strong and sturdy that they can't annihilate you and tear you down. So guess what, y'all? This has been really awesome. I'm so glad I get a chance to talk to you guys every day. I want you to know that you can capture breakout success. And in my last few seconds that I've got, let me just say this. If you can't do anything else, focus on that one thing about you that makes everything you touch uniquely yours. Don't fall for the okie doke. Don't get tricked by the accolades. And don't uh, forget, it's going to take some patience. Just because you don't see something now or even in a year, That does not mean you're not on the right path. Figure out your path and stick to it. 
So that's going to do it for me. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to check the show notes. And because this is a daily podcast, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.